It's time to get informed and inspired. This is Saturday Morning Live, sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC, and Linden Sheet Metal on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning and welcome to the fourth corner version of Saturday Morning Live. This is Charlie Crabtree. And thanks again to Asset Advisors and Linden Sheet Metal for their ongoing support for Saturday Morning Live. And thanks again for our own opinions on the on the uh, radio. Um, this morning we got uh, kind of a potpourri of his show. Uh, mostly we're going to try to cover... Um, the justice system, the the vote yes part of a new jail. But first, we have a, a couple of, uh, uh, I always consider everybody special guests, but we have uh, Councilman Kathy Kirshner with us in studio, and we have uh, on the phone uh, Sheriff Bill Elfel with us. And hi, Bill, are you there? I am, Charlie. Good morning. Good morning, and I can see Kathy, so I know she's here. Good morning, Charlie. <laughs> Good morning, Whatcom County. Good morning, Whatcom County. So the first thing, actually, I'd like to do, Kathy, is um, running for the 4th District Council person again this term. I'd like to have her start with a little bit about that, and then we'll uh, move on to the main subject uh, matter uh, that, that we're going to work with this morning. Kathy. All right. Well, thanks for having me on the radio today, Charlie. Uh, four years ago, I was honored to return to the county council by an overwhelming 74% of the votes in my district. And I just want people to know I've not taken their trust in me for granted. And I've worked very hard to stand up and honor District 4 values, uh, building trust and respect among other community leaders, and even those with differing opinions, and finding solutions that work for our community uh, that help us move forward. My priorities have been simple. <clears throat> it's to put you people first and to solve our problems. And it means being a leader who listens, understands, and works for everybody in Whatcom County, and especially doesn't waste your time or money. Um, I'm not interested in grandstanding, Charlie, um, or taking virtue signaling votes. Uh, there's too many important issues that Whatcom County faces that need attention and they need smart, effective governance. And um, I hope that the citizens in District 4 continue to believe in me and uh, will vote for me on November 7th. All right. Um, so one of the main things that's actually going on that we need to ask you and the sheriff about is this uh, project to build a new justice center in Ferndale. Mm -hmm. I, I guess in, in your case and the sheriff's case, I'd like to ask you first on kind of the history of how we got to where we are today. And uh, then I, I'd like to, the sheriff to actually, sh Sheriff Elfo, why don't you start off in this segment because you were in on a couple of uh, proposals and, and here we are today with a proposal that's on the ballot again. Can you give us kind of a little short sum summary of uh, how we got here? Well, over the last 
20 years and before, there's been a dire need to replace the jail. It's very expensive to operate. It's failing. It has a high maintenance cost. It's inadequate to serve our community's uh, needs. And uh, over the years, there's been uh, several attempts to uh, to replace it. Uh, they've all failed. I thought that uh, former Executive Laos put together an outstanding plan back in 2015 and 2017 that did not carry the uh, boat. Since then, uh, conditions have only worsened. And it's to the point now where uh, we're having even difficulty in maintaining the dedicated staff we have to work there. People are, are leaving. We, we constantly have vacancies. Uh, they're demoralized by what they perceive as a, uh, you know, a lack of support from uh, elected officials in uh, trying to move something forward that, that makes sense. And as a result, also, we've been on the most severe form of booking restrictions, I think, that exist anywhere in the state of Washington, where people are being just either not booked or booked on and released for serious uh, crimes, including felony crimes, because there's no way the jail could be operated in a safe and constitutional manner, or we, in fact, don't even have the space to, to keep bring people in that uh, need to be there. Okay. So... Uh, my understanding, a number of stakeholders got together and they come up with a proposal for this new facility. And at this point, something needs to be done. I don't think this solution is perfect. Uh, I, when I hear some of the numbers being bantered around about the size of the jail, I'm, I'm fearful that we're going to be back where we are. But I'm hoping that uh, if, if and when the need arises, this facility they're planning can be expanded uh, into the future. Okay. If, if Again, if necessary, but, uh, yeah, it's just something that needs to be done. We've seen public safety in Whatcom County just deteriorate. People can't go to downtown Bellingham. Uh, crimes are spreading out in the county, and the jail is just fundamental to uh, the criminal justice system and having a, a, a rule of law that's uh, that everybody expects. Okay. So okay. from that from that point on, um, the sheriff, Kathy, the sheriff has brought up the fact that we've gotten to a point, kind of a no return when it comes to to justice in a jail, and yet there is a proposal now on on the ballot to maybe rectify some of that, as he says. And tell me how we got to that point in this in the uh, circle here. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, Charlie. When um when I was on the council in 2010, we needed a new jail, and we've tried. When I was reelected in 2019 and started serving in 2020, uh, we, as Sheriff Elfo says, we are in dire need of, of action towards building a new jail. And um, we put together a stakeholder group that was relatively um, kind of the same old names that you hear. And I uh, worked with council members to help expand that group to include members from all corners of Whatcom County so that we could hear from everybody that had a concern and hopefully come up with a proposal that most members in Whatcom County could, um, could support. And so that process has been going on since 2020. And this last summer, the council received the final ordinance. We made tweaks to it. And um, while no, nobody got everything they wanted, as Sheriff Elfo has said, everybody got something they wanted. And our hopes are that as this goes out to the public, 
that they will see that this is a workable, cost-effective solution to a huge problem that we have in our community with our criminal justice center. And part of this um, proposal is to include behavioral health services and an implementation plan that includes 15 items that will help support community Mm -hmm. members that are caught up in our legal system. Uh, So I think that we've got a little bit of everything for somebody. All right, here we go. So when we come back, uh, we're going to go into our break in a a minute here. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the need uh, with Tasha (laughs) Thompson. (laughs) Tasha Thompson, and uh, she's going to explain some of the reports that have recently come out. And uh, we'll be talking a little later in the show with Peter Frazier. He's going to hopefully be able to make it and talk some about the mental health aspect, as well as everybody here is going to chime in. We're going to take a break right now. This is Charlie Crabtree, the fourth corner version of Saturday Morning Live. Mother Nature's hotline. Yes, I would like to file a complaint. The summer was way too hot, and then poof, it's into the 50s. Can't you permanently set the weather to sunny and 75 with a slight breeze? I apologize, but unfortunately, that's not how the weather works here at Mother Nature's. Then what am I to do? I'm always either too hot or too cold. Well, we refer all these cases to Linden Sheet Metal. They can't control the weather, but they can certainly help better control the temperatures in your home, so it's always just right. Yes, thank you. Cancel my complaint, please. You're welcome. Oh, and I do recommend you call right away as fall is already here. At Linden Sheet Metal, our mission is to keep your home comfortable year-round with furnaces, ACs, and heat pumps from top-rated equipment like American Standard and Mitsubishi. You can't go wrong. We have equipment in stock, and there are rebates and low monthly payments available. Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest for over 80 years. Are you looking for a pizza experience like no other? Look no further than All Time Pizza. All Time Pizza with 21 different fresh pizzas to choose from with a grand variety of fresh toppings. Craving a pizza adventure? Try their buffalo chicken pizza, Indian pizza, or Linden Lion pizza. You'll be surprised at the flavors and freshness. Their fantastic all-you-can-eat buffet provides you with an opportunity to taste and try many different types to find your favorite. Plus, the buffet includes a salad bar with all your favorite fixings. All Time Pizza has just opened their bar with Seven Taps, International Bottled Beers, huge selection of cocktails and virgin cocktails as well. Enjoy a whiskey sour or gin martini while ordering off their new Indo-Chinese menu with delicious roasted tandoori bites, fish fingers, or a must-try is their Chicken 65, just to name a few. Plus, All Time Pizza has catering options for your special occasions. Yes, all this, All Time Pizza has it all in Linden. All fresh ingredients all the time. Find them in Linden's Bender Plaza just north of the ball field and at alltimepizza.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning and welcome back to uh, Saturday Morning Live, the fourth corner version with Charlie Crabtree. This morning in studio we have Tasha Thompson, Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> Kath, Kath, Councilman Kathy Kirschner. Uh, Kirschner. Hey, Charlie. <laughs> and on the phone right now we have Bill Elfo. So we're talking a lot about the public safety proposal that's going to be on the ballot here uh, 
you're going to get your ballots in a week or so. So um, we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about why do we need something as a solution. And uh, Tasha, who now she will explain, I think you work in what, the Linden Police Department now? Yes, now I'm with the Linden Police Department. Okay, but she's also on the yes for this new proposal committee, right? Yes, and just to be clear, all opinions are my own. I'm not reflecting just the Linden Police Department's right. opinion. This is These are my personal opinions of my 25 years of uh, law enforcement experience. So there was a report that came out, and you, you name it something, and you'll have to say it because it's a different name. And it had, it had uh, uh, maybe an agenda, but tell us a little bit about it. So uh, this past Tuesday on the 10th, there was uh, a presentation from uh, Washington State University. It's called the VERA Report, and it was a progress report on um, the, the, the sole purpose of it. It was their goal was uh, reducing the jail population in Whatcom County. That's the sole purpose of that. And I re-listened to it again this morning. I listened when it was live on Tuesday, and I re-listened to it today again this morning. And the main takeaway that I... Um, saw or what I heard was that their whole goal was looking only strictly at jail reduction numbers, but not. What's that? Uh oh. <clears throat> All right, okay. are we back on? There you go. <laughs> Sorry, little technical oh. difficulty there. I'm and, sorry, I got disconnected. Oh, yeah. um, welcome back, Sheriff Alfo. So, um, so what I the, the the main takeaway is they were looking just at jail reduction numbers, but not public safety perceptions. That was the big key takeaway I, I took away because okay. they were saying crime is down, but if you ask anyone, they're not feeling like crime is down. Why? Why were they saying crime is down? Because by sheer numbers. Uh, and I'm not sure exactly where all their numbers. Well, they said it came from Whatcom County and I think the city of Bellingham. Uh, and they were looking at um, jail data, crime data on offenses and records and court stats. So those were. <clears throat> and one thing I also took away from that is when I listened to how they did their date, their study, right. it was all virtual. They never came to Whatcom County. They didn't walk our streets. They didn't talk to people on the streets. They just were sent a bunch of data. And with one purview in mind, they looked at that data. And I think it kind of, it's like looking at, you know, blinders on. You're not looking at the 360-degree picture. Okay. So can you guys, you two, Kathy and Tasha, can uh, you two kind of talk about how this is going to be financed? How much is the jail going to cost? Um, and where this hits us all in the pocketbook? Kathy, can you start sure. that off? So estimates are that the jail will cost a, around $150 million, uh, but that's just a very um, rough estimate. And um, the property tax that, or the sales tax, excuse me, sales tax that's being proposed is $0.20 cents for every $100 that somebody spends. $0.20 cents would go towards the jail fund. Um, for the first four to five years, the small cities in Whatcom County, as well as Bellingham, have committed to um, contribute their portion of that sales tax to the jail fund so that we can raise enough to buy the bond down, meaning we will have to bond out less than 150.
we're hoping we bond out somewhere in the hundred thousand dollar ranges. Hundred million. Hundred million. Sorry, did I say hundred fifty? Uh, okay, hundred million. Yeah, we'd be done by Thursday with that one. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's it's a hundred fifty million. We're hoping that we can bond out a hundred million, meaning pay down fifty million at the beginning, and if we can do that, that then frees up more more of the sales tax to be used for the other. 15 items in the implementation plan, which include um, services for substance abuse, mental health, warm entry, warm reentry, and all of that. Right. So, it, it, Tasha, mm-hmm. I'm going to put you on the spot and say, I recall years ago we did pass a sales tax, a justice sales tax. I don't think you or I were on the, you know, in knew what was going on at that particular time. What how does how do we, what does that affect that old sales tax? What they were that was supposed to build a jail, correct? So tell us what happened, and why we're in this position now. Not to put you on the spot or anything. Well, I mean, I find it odd that you're asking me when I like councilman and a sheriff would have more in depth knowledge on this particular. <laughs> But you know that jail tax. Well, this is, is a you're, this is from a voter's perspective. Absolutely. So the 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 jail tax was passed to uh, build the work center, which was built it's and still it was, there. It still is it's still in use, and then it was supposed to um, be saved up for uh, the purpose of building another jail. But it also said in the ordinance that it could be used for other public safety things, um, and you know I don't know the, the exact details of how that happened but of course that some of it's been going towards um, paying for maintenance of the current jail and so on and so forth and so also we bought the land the land on the bounty where the new jail is intended to go has been purchased and is okay. paid for so right. some of the money has gone toward that as well bill do you want to add a little bit of information to that uh, um, yeah uh, tasha is correct it was used for the purchase of the property on the bounty road in the ferndale area but what was told to the voters back in 2004 when this was on the ballot? I guess I'm the only one old enough to remember yeah, 2004. Really? Yeah, was that the, the interim jail work center was going to be built and designed uh, the last five to seven years, at which time they were going to proceed forward and build a new jail, identify a location, a size. And uh, that never material, materialized. In August of 2008, Uh, There was direction from the council and from the then county executive uh, that any the jail fund would be used to pay any costs over the 2005 levels uh, for jail expenses, including personnel and uh, medical expenses. And that fund has been used for that purpose. Now, it's not been thrown away. It's not been wasted. It's performed the necessary function. But that's not what was uh, the message that was put out back in 2004. Also in 2004, that property on uh, Division Street where the interim jail is located, uh, the plan was to sell it for industrial purposes. And the, and, and put that back on the tax rolls and then roll that funding in to help pay for a new jail. Well, that never materialized. And now we have the, uh, and Deacon Center for Hope there, which is one of the uh, the, the crisis stabilization center that's on that property. So okay. I don't think that's likely to be sold. Okay. 
But it also the other thing is when they increased the population by opening the work center, very legitimately it covered the cost of hiring the extra personnel and expenses to operate that additional capacity. So uh, that's kind of the history. It's confusing. It's it's complex. But get back to the bottom line is we need a new jail, and we need it yesterday, and something needs to move forward as quickly as possible. We're going to be wasting more money, and we're going to see more victimization. All right. So, Kathy, your comment. On, about um, 30 seconds on, on the past about the jail situation. and. Uh, well, Charlie, uh, I've been working with Sheriff Elfo for the last, you know, 13 years to help get a new jail built in Whatcom County. And uh, we need to really take this seriously because the current jail is not something we can move forward with in the future. So, I guess I have one little short thing to read, and we'll take a bottom of the hour break. So, um, let me let me read to you the the purpose of the vote no on a new jail organization online. We are an autonomous collective of abolitionists holding different priorities, experiences, perspectives, and identities. Abolition means the ending of prisons, jails, police, carmel systems, and creating a world where these systems are impossible. This means working in community to make sure everyone's needs are met and imagining new ways of existing together. We gather to promote the creation of alternative systems of public health, care, and safety in Whatcom County, and to advocate for a complete dissolution of the prison industrial complex, including the closure of the Whatcom County Jail and the Interim Work Center. So at the, when we come back from the break, we'll talk a little bit about that an, anarchist uh, view and uh, our, a possibility for a new jail. This is Charlie Crabtree on the Fourth Corner version of Saturday Morning Live. This is Dick Donahue with Asset Advisors, and I'm sharing with you a very exciting announcement. I have made the decision to rejoin LPL Financial Services. I originally joined what was then Private Ledger in December of 1981 as one of about 300 representatives. I rejoin them now with over 21,000 representatives, over $1.3 trillion under management, and LPL is now part of the S&P 500 Index. In addition to discussing the latest financial news each week on Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI, I will share with you some of the reasons for this decision. Please join us at 11 a.m. each Saturday for our live Wealth Wake Up show or our 9 a.m. show on Sunday mornings here on KGMI. The opinions voiced in this show, program, podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable to you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. The Lummy Bay Market at Exit 260 is where you'll find more in the store. You'll find more in the store because there's so much store, almost 10,000 square feet. The Lummy Bay Market is where you'll find everything you need for on and off the road. You'll find the best value on gas and diesel, along with way more than you would expect out of a convenience store. There's a liquor department featuring a great selection of your favorite competitively priced spirits, wines, and mixers. And of course, you'll want to check out the huge selection of ice cold beer in their massive beer cave. 
Want to grab a quick bite, Mr. Lunch? Don't feel like cooking dinner? At the Lummy Bay Market, you'll find a great hot deli counter, including our brand new fried chicken, chicken tenders, and chicken wings with all the fix-ins. Make the Lummy Bay Market your first or last stop of the day for fuel, food, and more. The Lummy Bay Market, just off I-5 and exit 260 on Rural Avenue. Open 24 hours, 7 days a week. Lummy Bay Market, where, where there's, there's more in the store. KGMI invites you on an adventure to explore the Americana that is Boston and Cape Cod with Deanna Harrelluck on KGMI's Cape Cod and the Islands Tour. Next June 1st through the 7th with Bel Air Tours and Adventures. Discover the history of Boston, explore Cape Cod National Seashore, enjoy a traditional New England lobster dinner and much more. See how you can be part of this unique experience at a Cape Cod and the Islands Info Night, October 25th in Bellingham or October 26th in Linden. Get details at KGMI.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Special Report. People living in Gaza are already feeling the effects of Israel's complete food and fuel blockade. I went outside today to buy my, my family some bread, and I wasn't able to do so. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says whatever happens between Israel and the Hamas-ruled Gaza Strip, the innocent must be shielded. As Israel pursues its legitimate right to defending its people and to trying to assure that this never happens again, it is vitally important that all of us look out for civilians, and we're working together to do exactly that. As Israel prepares for a possible ground invasion of Gaza, the State Department is said to be working with hundreds of Americans now in the enclave, says CBS's Christina Ruffini. State Department officials say they are working to negotiate safe passage for those Americans wishing to leave Gaza by working out a temporary opening of the border with Egypt. There's an estimated about 500 to 600 Palestinian Americans in Gaza, many of whom are already in touch with U.S. officials. CBS News Special Report. Good morning and welcome back to... The fourth corner version of Saturday Morning Live. This is Charlie Crabtree, and in studio with me, I've got Tasha Thompson, Kathy Kirstner, and Peter Frazier. And on the phone, I think I still have Bill Elfo. All right. So I'm still here. All right. Great. Uh, I'm going to ask comments over the statement I read just before the break. And, and to me, um, I guess back in the day, 50, 70, 80 years ago, that would be the anarchist way of trying to do non-government. Um, but let's let's get comments from everybody. So, Tasha, what do you think about this? Well, as I mentioned earlier, I have a 25 years of law enforcement experience here in Whatcom County, and I just want to tell you a personal story. Um, 2015, I went to the hospital to take a report of a, a person who was – uh, kidnapped, uh, raped, and almost strangled to the point of death. And I had never seen 
in my 18 years of experience at that point, someone so physically devastated by another human being. And these are the people that they're saying need to be released. That's not the answer. And I'm sorry, that's everything I fought against my entire career. Okay, Kathy. Uh, you know, there's always um, groups out there, Charlie, that um, have an alternative um, kind of out there perspective on how the real world works and um, letting all people out of jail and prison um, without having them serve their time is not how the criminal justice system works in our country. Um, I don't support that. I support um, holding people accountable, and um, that's what I think most people do. All right. Peter? I would challenge uh, any one of the folks who wrote that statement to look at our current jail roster and go down line by line looking at who is currently in our jail and ask if they really want that person um, walking free in our community, not held accountable for the crimes that they have committed. Right. Bill? Uh, I think Tasha and Peter uh, summed it up quite well. Uh, that would just lead to a, just a complete abandonment of the rule of law victimization, and people that promote these type of policies, I think they're very, very much in the minority, but it would just lead to uh, increased victimization, just take a look at who's in the jail, why they're there, which seems to be something we hear a lot, that question, and uh, you don't want them out. You don't want them victimizing your children, your family. Uh, it would just create a, a complete breakdown of the law of, rule of law. And, uh, you know, I've seen these people come to the Whatcom County Council and just address the council in the most vulgar of terms with children present. They just have no disregard. They just have a total disregard for humanity. And, and I'm going to have to go to another meeting, but I just wanted to thank Peter and Kathy and Tasha for their work in moving this forward and wholeheartedly support their efforts to, to get this jail replaced and have the people that are housed there with, with some decent conditions and the people that work there, uh, safe conditions to work under. So thank you. Thanks for your comments, Bill, and thanks for coming on the show, and thanks for all your work over the past 20 years. It's really appreciated here in Whatcom County. Thank you. Okay, we're, let's let's move on a little bit uh, before the next break. We'll talk begin talking about what is the new system going to look like, uh, what's the difference between building a jail and a justice center? And what is, what is all that going to look like at the end of the day? How are we going to account for that progress? Who's going to oversee the project? That kind of thing. Who wants to tackle that first and foremost? I'd like to talk on that subject. Okay. Uh, Peter. Well, you know, 45 years ago, we as a nation... Uh, deinstitutionalized our mental health and the idea was to empty those uh, large institutions bring it back to the community but it never came back here within yeah. communities throughout the United States with the uh, money and resources facilities and programs that we needed here in Whatcom County in 2023 uh, we have created a system uh, it is uh, in our ordinance that was passed uh, it, it is in our implementation plan, 15 projects uh, that are an answer 
to that deinstitutionalization that happened 45 years ago. I couldn't be prouder of the work that's been done here in Whatcom County and that it's going before voters. Voters vote yes. Not only do we get a new, humane, safe jail with a behavioral care center that allows people um, to be diverted from the jail uh, for mental health and um, substance use disorder treatment, but we also will be getting uh, about 50% over the life of this um, uh, you know, 30-year bond. Uh, 50% of that, those monies will be going to behavioral health and other public safety uh, programs that are uh, excellent reforms and excellent innovations. All right. So, yeah, you bring up one of the things that has, has gotten a little bit obvious to me over the last two or three years is the fact that, you know, the Supreme Court of the state of Washington has legalized hard drugs. Um, you hear on a lot of talk radio and other places that uh, fentanyl is killing more uh, people than it ever has before. And, and that finally the city of Bellingham and Seth Fleetwood and the city council even passed an ordinance that uh, made it illegal to do drugs in public, like on Railroad Avenue and that. What's kind of, I think, forgotten by everybody in those statements is that for every person that passes away from a drug overdose, there are probably 25 or 30 more people that become addicted to drugs. So the policies, even over the last two or three years, I don't care you know, what you want to call it, left or right policies have, have even made the problem more apparent and the need even more needful. Um, so it, here we are looking at, uh, at having a, a, a new jail, a facility that will be prepared for what's happened with these, these policies that kind of allow a lot of citizens to get involved in things that can har harm their mental well-being. Um, and we're going to spend all this money. So my one of my questions to Kathy Kirshner is, you passed an ordinance, you put it on the ballot, where does accountability for both the progress and for the spending, uh, where does that come into play? What is it? How do citizens follow up on that? Well, <clears throat> Charlie, um, the first area under the implementation plan has three topics. Those are the th first three areas of the 15 topics that um, Peter referred to. And this is ensure oversight, accountability, and transparency. And so there will be a justice project oversight and planning committee. And, and what, who does that contain? <clears throat> Do we have any idea yet? I uh, mean, as far as uh, titles for the people that are going to manage that. That's going to include people that um, have lived experience, um, people from all areas of the community, and um, people with interest in this project. They're going to monitor the progress and recommend updates on this implementation plan. We also have a Finance and Operations Justice Project Advisory Board. That's made up of local leaders uh, from various jurisdictions in Whatcom County. They will provide oversight uh, of the funds that are collected for the construction and operation of the jail, the Behavioral Health Treatment Center, and the associated services. So there will be two groups. One will be looking at it from the perspective of community uh, membership and 
are we meeting the goals we've established here in this implementation plan? And the other will be looking at the financial aspect and where's the money going? Are we getting it to where it's supposed to be? Is it effective? Um, we are also collecting data to measure the progress towards the desired outcomes and we'll develop a data dashboard so that anybody can look at that. It'll be um, looking at criminal legal system organization to share data with one another and the public. A dashboard. I'm, so this is, sounds to me like something the Four Corner can pull up. Yeah, this will be and online. All right. Yep, this will be uh, online. Okay. Available for the public and uh, the officials that are working in the capacity of public safety. So there's lots of things that are built into this program uh, that will be monitoring and tracking and ensuring that these goals are met. Uh, and that was actually very intentional and part of the process and part of the ordinance that the probably, council probably wouldn't have passed without that piece. Definitely would not have passed because people want accountability and uh, we wanted to give it to them. All righty, we're gonna we're gonna break and when we come back, we're gonna ask Tasha a little bit what the effect of what Peter talked about, especially uh, what effects that's gonna have on law enforcement and how does how does that fit in. This is Charlie Crabtree with the fourth corner version of Saturday Morning Live. We'll be right back. You know those friends who say stop by any time and you're like, you don't really mean that. Well, unlike those friends, Dewey Griffin Subaru's Express Certified Subaru Tire and Service Center means it. They're open six days a week, including Saturdays. Stop by any time you need an oil change or any other minor maintenance and they'll take care of you. No appointment necessary and you'll get a free car wash with your service. Dewey Griffin Subaru, community-minded and community-driven, 1800 Iowa Street in Bellingham. At Puget Sound Energy, we're proudly aspiring to reduce our own emissions to net zero and to go beyond by helping others reduce carbon across Washington. Together, we're investing in local renewables, strengthening the electric grid, helping customers switch to electric vehicles, innovating with low-carbon resources, supporting our communities, and saving energy along the way. Together, we're creating a clean energy future. The Seahawks are back at home on Sunday, October 22nd against the division rival Arizona Cardinals, and we want to send you to Lumen Field with two tickets to cheer on the Hawks. It's easy to enter. Just go to this station's website and click the contest tab. Then fill out a registration form, and you'll be entered to win a pair of tickets to see the Hawks host the Cardinals on October 22nd. Sweepstakes live until October 20th at 10 a.m. One entry per person. Find details and enter at this station's website. Go Hawks! We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. Good morning, and welcome back to the fourth corner version of Saturday Morning Live. We're here this morning with Peter Frazier from the Yes Committee for the Jail. With Tasha Thompson, I want to say Tasha Tykstra Thompson all the time because I got used to that. 
who is on that committee as well, and Kathy Kirshner, councilman from the 4th Council District in Whatcom County. We ended up before the last break of uh, talking a little bit about accountability for this project that they're trying to pass, what it includes. Um, and now we're going to talk a little bit with Tasha about what effect on law enforcement do you think it'll have? Is this, uh, you know, we're talking a lot of responsibility being transferred to what I would say, uh, besides mental health staff, with police officers having to deal with a lot of that front line stuff. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, we've been dealing with a lot of that front line stuff for many, many years with uh, very little resources to assist us. And so I'm really super excited about this. Uh, I'm excited about the Behavioral Health Center and, uh, and attachment and more addiction services. You know, every police officer, the reason why we are in the positions that we're in, why we seek jobs in law enforcement is to help our communities. And part of that help, it's not about, we don't think just putting people in jail is always the answer too. We, we develop relationships with the people that we arrest. People think that's just an odd thing to say, but we really do because we see them again and we have their backstory. Uh, there was an officer that I worked with for some time and he shared with me one time this um, person that he would see all the time who was uh, deep into her addiction. And so every time he'd see her, he'd sit down and talk to her and she expressed that she feels comfortable with him because he accepts her in the position that she's in, right, that she right. doesn't feel like her family accepts where we are. And so throughout my years I was downtown officer and we would um I'd have people that I'd arrested multiple times but they always loved to see me and they're like we love that no matter um when they when we see you that you always stop and talk to us as human beings right and I think that that element sometimes in the larger discussion gets lost is that we're on the human to human contact so I'm excited about a lot of these services we need the help Washington state has the lowest number of officers per capita mm -hmm. than any other state in the United States we need to fix that we one. need it's not just us that needs to do it though yeah. it, it needs partnership throughout the community so we love we had a great um, grace program within the, the police department we worked with a wonderful lady that partnered with our behavioral health officer they were so effective together they are more effective together, and I think this whole plan, bringing us all together, will bring make everyone more effective. Right. Okay. Well, um, that should be enough, actually. But what we're going to do uh, as well is is kind of come back to Peter's first point, which was uh, mental health. States and the United States governments have have not done anything to help out the local mental health ideal that we all kind of wanted in the 70s and 80s one of the things that's happened even recently and, and it's whether you call it political or not jay inslee's one of the state mental hospitals was either closed or written up by the feds it doesn't get federal funding anymore those are the kind of things too that we need fixed not not just locally but what i would like to talk about for the last segment of the program is Specifically, how is mental health help going? Plan what is what is planned in this this, this um, um, proposal to help out with the mental health increase in our resources for the mental health patients that need it here in Whatcom County? 
Um, I don't know who wants to do that. Peter. I can speak to that. Uh, well, there are a lot of things to say. Um, one of uh, In the last legislative session, uh, we were able to procure $9 million for what's called a 23-hour uh, crisis center, and that will be um, built um, very soon. Uh, that is uh, pretty much the next facility up to be built. It allows uh, police officers and um, uh, walk-ins and uh, first responders to bring people in who are in crisis to uh, be able to be in there for uh, just under 24 hours, calm themselves, and get the help that they need. Uh, one thing that is really critical to say here is that this community is dedicated to uh, the programs and facilities that we're talking about here. And I can tell you that while we're in the first four to six years building the facility uh, and saving the money, as um, Kathy was talking about, uh, we have uh, behavioral health funds already that we can apply immediately um, and through the will of the voters. Uh, back in, I think it was 2006, we had a 1% of, um, one-tenth of 1%. One-tenth of 1%. One-tenth of 1% uh, behavioral health tax. And we are, uh, we've got monies there. Uh, also, our 40th and 42nd legislative um, crew are dedicated to bringing in state funding for these programs. So uh, there's not going to be a gap in funding for this uh, implementation plan and all its projects. Okay. Kathy, any comments on that? Mental health capabilities increasing and and, what, and how that is working in this particular proposal? Yeah, I want to say that I'm really proud that we are including mental health uh, as part of the proposal because I think we all know we can look around and see we have a big problem with uh, lack of services for people who are suffering from mental health issues. And it's important uh, as a community that we recognize that and we do something about it. We can't wait for the state to get it, their act right. together. We certainly can't wait for the federal government to get their act together. So if we can take this matter locally into our own hands and make improvements in people's lives, that's, that's the best uh, choice right now. Local government, the best government, and, and it's the best to be accountable. Because Absolutely. people respond immediately if, if they're in government locally. Absolutely. Yep. Tasha, do you have any comments? Well, I as I expressed a little earlier, I think uh, this is a partnership between all of us. Law enforcement is a, a big important part, but it for I think for too long, uh, we were you know I worked for Bellingham for years. A lot of projects and, and problems were being shifted to the Bellingham Police Department right. and our officers that we would go back. This is not a this is not a law enforcement issue, but because there was no other services available, it kind of fell on us to right. take care of it. And and I have to say I'm very proud of having worked there and all the people there and and coming up to I mean, we all stood up and said, Yeah, we gotta do this for our communities. But we are so appreciative of all the extra support and and building a better infrastructure for everyone because that makes us more effective in what our specialty is, which is trying to stop and prevent crime from happening, which is and not di um, diverting away our, our resources, but right. bringing in more resources to support that. Support that, right? So, 
you know, I think that <laughs> the Saturday morning live crew has has put a lot of attention not not only this show but um, it, it, the the first uh, last week last week we we learned all about Tollwood or Toll Tully neighborhood up uh, next to Walmart and how unsafe it is to even live there. Well, that people have to recognize that this proposal is is a start to solving that that situation and the other piece of this will be in the future making sure that there are policies that maybe prevent some of this stuff from going on whether we come back to a you know um, making hard drugs illegal so we can pick up people that might need or want help those those are the kind of things I think we're going to have to look for in the future and there have been a lot of hosts here that, that emphasize that as well, and I think we'll keep working on that second piece, which is uh, let's not make it so easy for people to get addicted and need this mental health. There's going to be enough need as there is. So that's kind of um, you know the, the way to, I think that, that things should work. We have about two minutes. Do you have 30 seconds? Sure. You know, uh, when I was talking about our deinstitutionalization of mental health 45 years ago, you know where those folks went, and you've all seen it. Uh, They went to the street and into our jails. Nobody that I've talked to in this whole campaign wants to see people with mental health disorders and um, substance use disorders that is, if that's their problem alone, nobody wants to see them in the jail. That is not an appropriate place. They are all these people in our county jail are coming back to our community, and do we want them to come back better, or do we want them to come back worse? Right now, our facility is inhumane, and it is not making anybody better. This plan, if it passes in November, will be able to help people come back to our community better off. So you want people to maybe vote yes? I would say that voting yes in November, Charlie, would be a really good idea for this community. One has to remember, because I didn't even mention it during the whole show, is that this is a sales tax. So um, it's not an additional property tax. It's something that people pay a little bit on every day, um, and, and we get a big boot out of it, in my view. So how much for every $100, Tasha? It's 20 cents on every $100 oh, purchase. 20 cents. Paid okay. for by everybody, including Canadian Canadians, shoppers. Canadians, yes, and Seattleites who might come up here and mm-hmm. uh, look around for the real estate and all of that kind of stuff. So thanks very much, all three of you, for being on. Kathy, we're going to run out of time. Kathy Kirshner, running for 4th District Council person. Um, Tasha Thompson, who, who who's involved in law enforcement, and especially Peter Frazier, who's a local business guy who kind of took this under his wing and said, we got to do something. And here we are. Thanks very much. This is Charlie Crabtree with the Pork Corner version of Saturday Morning Live.